Please be seated. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. As some of you know, I grew up attending All Saints Episcopal Church in East Lansing, Michigan. My parents were faithful. They pulled my brother and I away from cartoons each Sunday morning, dragged us to church. My brother and I, we attended Sunday school. We ate donuts at coffee hour. My brother and I served as acolytes. Every acolyte mistake story that's out there, we lived it. We did lock-ins and slept overnight at church in middle school. In the summer, we attended summer mission trips to Appalachia. Sound familiar? My mother, my mother served on the vestry several times, and she, she was discovered to be very, very good at organizing the rummage sale. So they made her the president of the ECW. My father, and he still tells the stories of it, he served on the computer committee that installed the first computer in the parish office in the 1980s. He still says it's the worst committee he's ever served on. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't until years later that I began to understand what it meant to grow up a part of the church what it meant to grow up a part of this Christian community, how it distinctly shaped my life and my understanding of God. For me as a child, it was just what I did, but it profoundly shaped me and who I am today. See, my church growing up was, was very concerned, almost obsessed with the notion of all are welcome. And they took it very, very seriously. It was there in the life of the church that I learned that families came in all shapes and all sizes, that some families looked like mine with two parents and two kids, and some families looked like mine when my, family, when my parents divorced when I was a teenager that families look like kids being raised by their grandparents, families with two moms or two dads. I remember one elderly couple who met in church, and then, well, they were both in their 80s, they had their wedding on Sunday morning in the middle of the service, and we all could celebrate their love and their marriage together. Families that were single people living alone, sometimes widowed, sometimes divorced, sometimes just the way that they were. It was that welcome community that was concerned about accessibility, making sure that people with different developmental and physical abilities and disabilities could all be together, that different ages had different needs, that a child couldn't be expected to control and handle their body in the way that an adult could, and that older people couldn't necessarily kneel or stand like others, and that 
people had different abilities in terms of learning and development. And what was so important is that we were all together, that everyone was welcome, everyone was to be there together, that God's table was accessible to all people. I later learned that my church growing up was incredibly progressive. It was actually, in, I was in fourth grade um, when the church I grew up in sponsored its first um, openly gay person for ordination, and I was in middle school when it blessed its first same-sex union. And actually, recently I heard the story that I was in high school the first time a transgendered person was teaching Sunday school. But even though there was this progressive nature, for me as a kid, it was just the church. It was just my church family where I was, the people I saw around me. And this notion of all are welcome, it wasn't just some kind of moral imperative, or it wasn't about growing the church, but it was, it was about what it meant to be together and what it meant to be loved by God. See, by saying everyone was welcome, no matter what, it meant, it meant that God's love was there for everyone. No matter who they were or what they looked like or what their family was like. And because of that, God's love was for me. It was for me as well. That whatever happened in my life, no matter how much I screwed up or how much I succeeded, whether times were good or times were bad, whatever was going on in my family, if God's love was there for everyone, it was there for me. It was there for me as well. And I come back to that again and again. God's unconditional, gracious love. I saw it because of the church community and I knew it was for me. Today, today we hear Jesus talking about welcome. He's sending out his disciples. The section of the Matthew's gospel we have today is the end of a long section of instructions that Jesus gives to his disciples as he sends them out. And he says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. So he's not talking about here some imperative of his disciples welcoming people. He's saying, people are going to welcome you, and you need to know when they welcome you, it will be a blessing for them. They will receive their reward. They will be receiving me. Jesus isn't just saying it's important to offer hospitality. He's saying it's important to receive hospitality. The welcome of God isn't just something we give, but something we receive. It's actually, I would argue, the fulcrum of all of God's mission, all of Jesus' mission as he sends people out, this giving and receiving of hospitality. And if you remember what Jesus' is, what Jesus's goal of, it's the transformation of the world and the transformation of all the people in it to the ways of justice the ways of peace, the ways 
of the kingdom of God. And Jesus is saying to his disciples, in order to be transformed, in order to be part of the transformation of the world, you need to give and receive hospitality. It's in there that we are transformed. When I was growing up, there was a family that moved across the street from us. And after they'd lived there for a year or two, they invited us over for dinner. Now this family, the kids and the parents, they were all deaf. And I remember, I remember my parents talking to my brother and I as we got ready to go over there, saying, we don't know what it's going to be like, but just be kind. It might be awkward, it might be strange, but let's just be there. And I remember going over to this house, being welcomed into this world, into this household that's lived without sound, where everyone signed to one another. And it was this amazing opening of a world I never knew existed. And it taught me about difference. It taught me about figuring out how to be together. And I'd have to say it taught me something about the love of God and how it is for all people, even when our reality is so, so different. This transformation of hospitality, of giving it, and also receiving it. This weekend, this week, Vacation Bible School has been meeting, and the theme is All Are Welcome. So the song we just sang is our song of praise. That that was the theme song for the week. All are welcome. And I'm so excited that this summer we're here together living this out. I know some people need to figure out a new pew because they realize someone else sits in their pew at another service. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the beauty of the 1045 is also brought with the beauty, the beauty of a crying child. And here together, we're able to live out these nine weeks that we're doing this together this summer. This all are, all are welcome. Because we know that welcoming everyone and all of our difference, even the what times it makes us comfortable or the times it makes us uncomfortable, it changes us. It teaches us. It leads us more deeply into this love of God. Because saying all are welcome is saying that you're welcome and that I am welcome and that the love of God, the love of God, it's for you. It's for me. Because we do this with each other, that gracious, eternal, audacious love of God it's for you, forever, no exceptions, no matter what. Amen. Amen.